Week two of the Indiana high school football season has come and gone. We're here to talk about it and preview week number three. It is State Champs Indiana Extra Point presented by Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com and click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available in over two dozen varsity sports, including football. My name is Greg Rakestraw, joined as always by the Baz, Bob Stambazzi. Hello, my friend. How are you? Just wonderfully well. Thank you for asking. Just still pumped after an exciting week of football. Whoa, baby. Now, we often start with your game uh, when we talk about, you know, where our took us to on a given Friday night. But since I had an NFL game on Friday night, you are the one of us that had a, <laughs> uh, a contest on Friday of the IHSA variety. So tell me about Friday night's clash you had on 105.9 The Bash. Well, we had a non-conference, but it is a renewal of an old rivalry out of the CIC conference with Wabash and Alexandria. It was also senior night here at Wabash High School. The Apaches took on, as you said, the aforementioned Alexandria Tigers and come away. Uh, the Tigers beat uh, Wabash by the score of 25 to 13. Wabash went right down the field, Greg. Perfect script. Right down the field. You've seen it so many times. Script play, script play, script play. March right down the field. 81 yards to pay dirt. And then, good night, Irene. Uh, things went uh, sideways on ball handling. And the biggest thing they had issues with were penalties. And Coach Hanley and I talked with, actually, we were just talking a few minutes ago, not happy about that situation because you know better than anybody. Uh, a lot of penalties are due to focus. And that's where the penalties were coming from, lack of focus for the Apaches here Friday night. Well, the game that I would have had on Friday night had not the NFL gotten in the way uh, would have been uh, Lawrence Central and Lafayette Jeff. And it's the second time in three years that we've had that matchup on ISC. We always have the top matchup in the MIC every week. Week two is the one week where there is not a conference game. Well, with that, we decided to make sure we gave a little spotlight to Lawrence Central and Lawrence Central did what they needed to do. Uh, a week after they were, uh, I want to say run ruled, uh, running clocked uh, against HSC. They, that game was 35-7. It was 35-7 at halftime. Two defensive touchdowns for the Bears in that contest as they win 49-21. Lafayette Jeff is now 0-2. They have not lost a North Central Conference game in the last three years. They kind of get to reset their schedule as they get into league play. Are they still the favorites? We will find out. If there is a team that maybe is best suited to potentially knock them off, I would think the Harrison Raiders probably are that team in the North Central Conference. We'll see how that plays out in the upcoming weeks. LC, now we'll get into uh, the meat grinder that is the Mick and the game that I'll have this week. Well, it might be a semi-state preview because it's Center Grove and Carmel. Obviously, two years ago, that was a state championship game. Now Carmel has come down to the southern half of the bracket in terms of 6A. They are not in the same sectional, not in the same regional. They would play in the semi-state if those two have a rematch that would be coming up in the middle of November. Baz, what other games from your neck of the woods, uh, or, or frankly, even statewide, caught your attention from week number two? Well. I, I think we talked about it last week a little bit that the east side was coming uh, and we're going to be playing uh, uh, Adam Central in a real slobber knock of a matchup. And that's exactly what it turned out to be as east side in, in 2A uh, defeats Adam Central by the score of 21 to 19 as they thwart a two point 
uh, extra point conversion to win that ball game. Then another one jumps right back out is is uh, Carroll, as far as I'm concerned, upsetting Snyder 29 to 28 again. An extra point uh, was the game, and and so we had two great ball games up here. But if you look at the Carroll game, Greg. A backup quarterback got thrown into the situation uh, to play because uh, COVID stepped up for them. And Owen uh, uh, Shaq uh, went for 15 of 28 for 284 yards and three touchdowns. Unbelievable. His first ever varsity start. Uh, and, and you know what? That's a huge way to start your career on the varsity level. All right, from the Indianapolis area, a couple of scores that uh, kind of jumped off the page at me. Uh, let's talk about Carmel. Uh, and Carmel has now picked up two outstanding victories against teams from outside of the state of Indiana and have done so in come-from-behind fashion. They got down early at Louisville Trinity the week before, found a way to come back to win. You were saying backup quarterbacks? Well, Carmel's backup quarterback had to come to the game. He got a little bit of run last year uh, for Carmel. Zach Osborne's young man that is in his third year as a starter, but he has been somewhat injury prone over the course of the last couple of years. And so their backups have a bit more experience. The backup for Carmel throws a 35-yard touchdown pass on the final play of the game, and Carmel beat Detroit King by a score of 42-40. to Now we got highlights that we're showing that to you now, uh, but that was one of the games in the state over the course of week two even if one of the teams was not from the Indiana. Now, elsewhere, the beat goes on for Cathedral, and they win in a similar fashion to how they beat Westfield in week number one. He's average score of 20 to 7. So maybe that offense, which graduated a great starting quarterback in Nathan McCahill, lost their leading receiver in Cam Jordan, lost their top tailback in Jacob Langdon, all young men who are going on to – different sports and different levels of college athletics. Even though they got a talented sophomore quarterback in Danny O'Neill, maybe not surprising that offense is taking a little while to kind of grow into what it's supposed to be. But their defense appears to have just as much teeth, if not more so, than they had a year ago. And let it be known that against two top 10 6A football teams, the defending 5A champion on the road in both games has given up one touchdown so far this year. So Cathedral appears of its normal ilk uh, when it comes to uh, being a state championship contender. The other game that I know caught a lot of folks' attention uh, because of the amount of points that were scored in that game, Ben Davis outlast Avon by a score of 59 to 35. Ben Davis bouncing back from losing to Brownsburg in week number one. Avon unfortunately falls to 0 and 2, but again to Avon's credit, they have challenged themselves with two pretty solid Mick teams in weeks one and week two of the season, uh, losing to LN in a close one in week number one, uh, and then losing at Ben Davis in a rivalry game, potential sectional preview uh, coming up in week number two. And much like last week, Baz, I had one game that was from the southern part of the state and kind of off the radar. And I kind of want to use our platform that we have here with this show to give some special shout outs to teams that are trying to turn things around or having a better season than normal. Congratulations to Evansville Bossy. The Bulldogs are 2-0 for the first time in 27 years. They beat larger rival Central um, on Friday night. I think that was the first time since 2000 that Bossy beat Central. 
and bossy. It's very similar to what you have in, in, in Fort Wayne, where you've got all the public schools and a couple of yeah. parochial schools get together. Everybody plays everybody all in the same league. That's been the case in the SIAC. That league has gone from an 18 league to a 10 team league with the addition of Jasper and Vincennes Lincoln to begin last year. And I'm not sure if Bossy can run the table in the SIAC. Mm -hmm. Memorial is good. Jasper is really good uh, this year as well. But still, tip of the cap to Bossy, who really the only school they would play that would be smaller than them would be modern day during the course of their regular season. The fact that Bossy got, got a couple of upset wins, tip of the cap to the Bulldogs. Job well done. That is outstanding to do something like that. And, you know, I forgot to bring up that uh, Southwood had their 34 uh, consecutive regular season win streak snapped at uh, Oak Hill over the weekend. And there's another program, Greg. It's been five years since they've went 2-0, and but Coach Osmond has done a great job down there with the Golden Eagles. They get a big win Friday night over Southwood, as we said, to end their 34 consecutive uh, regular season victory streak. You know, and, and I think we are seeing, and, I, and, I'm, and, and you know Southwood 9,000 times better than I do, that, don't, that maybe shouldn't be lumped into this category, but, but we are seeing perhaps some traditional powers giving signs that they may be having some down years. You know, Pioneer is 0-2. It would take them three years to lose two games, uh, you know, in a lot of seasons. Uh, and, and they have now lost two in the span of eight days. Um, you don't put Adam Central in that group because you haven't played a better team. It's a class above you uh, in, in terms of East Side. Penn beaten by Laporte 0-2. Penn has been down by their own lofty standards for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Penn now gets Cathedral coming up this week. Good chance the Kingsman could go 0-3, and that is unheard of uh, as far as Penn is concerned. So there are some teams that would be in the traditional power standpoint that, that maybe aren't going to make those deep runs uh, that we have seen in years gone by. So something to keep your eye on um, as far as what's happened the first couple of weeks and heading into week number three. My friend, what is your game of the week coming up on Friday night? Well, we are uh, going to go to Northfield. Uh, to one of our My Bash schools as uh, North Miami will come a calling. So somebody's going to get their first win of the year. Uh, we're, we're always excited to, to celebrate a win for somebody. So we're going to have uh, those two uh, juggernauts come over here and battle in a TRC uh, matchup on 105.9 to Bash this, uh, this Friday night. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, North Miami, Greg, really struggling up front. And when you look over at Northfield, they're struggling with numbers. Uh, they were very fortunate this year to get a number, get enough kids out to actually scrimmage uh, throughout the week. So this is going to be a matchup of attrition. And it's going to be interesting to see how it go, plays out. This is not uncommon, Bob, in 1A football. You know, we, we yeah. are seeing more and more of this. And it's not even limited to 1A football. There was a 2A school that I think dressed 15 for their first game and, and had three kids get hurt during the game. And, and so you finished with 12. Right. Um, again, so uh, I know North Miami had a chance to interview Coach Grant before the season started, and I talked to his entire senior class during that same show. And you, you know the number that's coming up, all three of them uh, that were guests on our on our season preview kickoff yeah. show they do for schools around the Kokomo area. So the victory for those kids to some degree is playing. And as you well know, if you're North Miami, you play largely a 1A schedule, but some 2As mixed in there as well. If you see a team that's got similar numbers as you, 
your eyes grow wide. You think, hey, here's our chance. We can go get that W and not end the season with a zero. So hopefully things work for either of those two teams. My game's at the different end of the spectrum, Bob. I got one versus two coming up on Friday <laughs> night. Center Grove and Carmel. And again, it was not surprisingly, but but lopsided because most teams were lopsided against Center Grove last year. And I think most teams will be lopsided in not the right direction uh, against Center Grove this year. Center Grove throttled Decatur Central. Again, Decatur Central is a ranked 5A team and deserves to be so. They're just stepping up to play the best team in the state last year, and who I thought historically is one of the best teams in the history of Indiana football, maybe the second best of all time last year. Again, time will tell if this group compares to that group, but so far so good. They win at Warren Central by 24. They basically win by 50 against Decatur Central. Last year, they blanked Carmel 42-0. I don't think that will happen this year, yet I still think Center Grove is the favorite. You have heard me say this before. I think Center Grove is the best team in 6A. I just think the gap between them and everybody else is much more compact uh, than it was a year ago. Baz, that being said, Center Grove could wrap up the Mick as of Friday night. They've already won at Warren Central. They go to Carmel. Then they have Ben Davis coming to their place next Friday night. They play the first, the, the other top three teams in the Mick right out of the chute. And, and that has always kind of been the case where Center Grove has got this front-loaded schedule. And so if they can get past Carmel, if they can get past Ben Davis, which I, I kind of think they will do both of those things, um, again, you can probably have the Mick championship wrapped up if not before Labor Day, then the Friday after. And then the focus for CG really can become uh, simply about taking care of business uh, on, on the back end of that. So, Center Grove and Carmel, again, I expect Carmel to, to expect Carmel to score some points against a very tough Center Grove defense. Can the Center Grove offense be slowed down? And if you look at Carmel's first two games, yes, they won. And they found ways to win. That's the most important thing. They also gave up big numbers in each of those two games. And again, I think that could be in play coming up uh, on Friday night. Anything else for the good of the cause today, my friend? Yeah, one one game I did not bring up, but I need to. The real slobber knocker up in the northeastern corner this week is going to be Lures and Homestead. These two bad yeah. boys going to uh, square out, and this is going to be a knockdown dragout. And do not be surprised. I'm just going to tell you, if it doesn't come down to the extra point again, because you know, I, I've seen Homestead. I was on the field with them a few weeks ago. This is a team, Greg, that is not as big and as athletic as they've been in the past years. This is a Lures team that is awfully, awfully good. So this is going to be a slobber knocker from the kickoff. The speed of Lures, I think, can really get them out. If it gets close, look for the field goal from somebody. But I really look, in all honesty, for Lures to run away with this bad boy against Homestead. Even if Lures doesn't win this game, I still think they're the best team or the chance for the best team out of Fort Wayne to go deep into the tournament. Again, the path yes. of two A's a little more open this year with Western yes. Boone bumping up to three A having won three consecutive championships. But if Lures gets the win, it means in the first three weeks of the season, they will have beaten the two largest schools in the summit. You know, having beaten Carroll in week one and then mm -hmm. potentially Homestead in week number three. So they not only may have the team that be, has the best chance to get out of Fort Wayne and go to go to Lucas Oil, they may just be the best team in Fort Wayne, period, 
uh, given how things could play out on Friday night. There's plenty of more information, Baz, and I would love to share with you, but that's all our bosses allot us to. So with that, for Bob Stambazzi, my name is Greg Redstrong. Thanks to our friends at Lawrence Technological University. This reminder, you can recruit yourself at LTUathletics.com. This has been State Champs Indiana Extra Points.